Hey everyone, welcome into one of our newer shows, Job Search Guide. Now as the title suggests, we're picking the brains of experienced individuals to really gather some tips and advice for the millions of job seekers out there, hoping to help you along the process from start to finish. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Today we're talking about informational interviews and how you can actually use these to help land a job, or at least down the road perhaps. Now, the best way to get some insider information and expert advice, besides right here on LJN Radio, of course, is to get it straight from the professionals who live in it every day. Now, to help us walk through this process and lay out the benefits of these informational interviews, we've called upon Kristen Johnson, who's joining us from Madison, Wisconsin. Kristen is the owner of Profession Direction, LLC, and works with professionals across the country in the area of job searching and other areas similar to that. Kristen, thanks a lot for coming on today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be on the show. Well, obviously, we're happy to have you as well and to sort of help us give people some idea of how this all works. First of all, I'll give the listeners an idea of where you're coming from. If you could describe your experience a little bit when you're talking about this topic or, or just in general, really. You know, this is a, a fantastic topic because it's one area that has helped my clients land faster over anything else over social media. I mean, I love social media. <laughs> but even over that and uh, over sending resumes out or using job search boards, informational interviewing by far produces the best results for my clients. So I guess how long have you been sort of in this industry and, you know, w- even with, uh, with what you've started with the profession direction? I guess talk a little bit about that and how that's uh, sort of played a role in all of this. So you talked about you know, people landing a job and, and how the informational interviews have helped, but what's, what sort of other things have you helped with? Um, I have been working with job seekers and writing resumes for about four and a half years, and I've owned Profession Direction for two and a half of those years. Okay. I've been working with job seekers in the area of perfecting the resumes so that they have a, a good piece of paper where they can really look good on that piece of paper, and, and also polishing their online image as well. But it's that human-to-human interaction that really can make or break the person, so in terms of whether they get hired or not. So having a good elevator pitch is great, but just knowing how to get in front of somebody who could help you is huge, and it can really boost a person's confidence and how well they are able to get through an interview and and land a job. So that type of coaching really is um, something that the vast majority of my clients need help with. Well, and, you know, obviously you mentioned sort of the the different aspects of of the job search and and looking good on a resume, looking good in that interaction, that face-to-face, and that's sort of where this informational interview comes into play. I guess specifically when you talk about what, what, what is an informational interview and exactly why is that important for job seekers in your mind? That's a very good question. Um, informational interviewing or networking interviews, um, some people like to call it a networking interview because informational makes people sound like they're right out of college or something like that. Whatever you want to call it doesn't really matter. It's just getting together with a person either on the phone via email, via Skype, or in person to find out more about that person's particular career path, that person's company, industry trends, um, 
what you can do to make yourself a stronger candidate. Any of those types of questions um, can be covered in an informational interview. It's really just wanting to pick another professional's brain to see where you stand and, and how you can get ahead. Sure. And I think it makes perfect sense for everyone. And I'm guessing, you know, people are going to have questions about how that works. And we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, I guess if we do start trying to dive into more details in, you know, in relation to these inter- informational interviews, let's run through them a little bit in terms of the different aspects of, you know, maybe the piece of advice you can give uh, or maybe different things that you, where people could help themselves. One of the questions that I think would come up uh, is, when you're looking to possibly speak to someone to get these ideas and this information, who should job seekers really be targeting in terms of finding the appropriate people? And, and where do you go about doing this exactly? How, I mean, what's, what's sort of your advice there? The, a lot of people want to know where the best place to start is. So what I recommend people do is to take a sheet of paper or, you know, open up Microsoft Word on your computer and make four quadrants. So draw a line and then another line right through it. And these are the four quadrants of networking. In the first quadrant, people are, are going to list the contacts that they know, or maybe they don't even know them yet, but contacts that are in their desired field that are decision makers mm-hmm. in that field. Now, in another quadrant, they're going to list people who are in the desired field of the job seeker but not decision makers. Okay. Then they'll list on the bottom people that are not in their field and are decision makers. And in the last quadrant, it's people who are not in their field and also not decision makers. So in that last corner, you may have like your mailman, you know, <laughs> or um, the, the president of your kid's PTA or, or whatever okay. that has nothing to do with your career or knowing anyone that could possibly be a decision maker. Sure. In that top quadrant is going to be, for example, somebody who may be in HR in your target company or maybe some sort of decision maker in your target company. It doesn't have to be HR necessarily. Like if you're going into... Um, operations management at a a particular company, you may want to talk to the VP of operations, Hmm. or you may want to talk to that guy's assistant or that woman's assistant. They may be the real gatekeeper you need to get past. Right. So those are people that you're going to put in that that first quadrant, and you're going to have probably very few names in that quadrant um, for the average job seeker. The higher up you are, if you're a C-level executive, you may have lots of names in that quadrant. So however many names you have, you want to prioritize them according to whether they're at your very target company or whether you're at one of the companies that you'd be okay working for, but it's not really your preferred one. Sure. So take all those names, prioritize them, and start calling from that quadrant first. When you've exhausted all those possibilities, then go over to the next quadrant. So instead of having this like mass of your entire network, number of people in your brain going, who should I start calling and, you know, where does this even begin? It really helps to organize your thoughts and to be able to know where to start if you do these four quadrants. Mm -hmm. And you really can get a solid handle on 
who the best person is to target first. So with that in mind, and I'm guessing it's going to be a little bit different depending on who you're trying to contact, what really is a professional way to do this? And, you know, I guess what are you really saying or what would you present to them in terms of when you initially contact them and say, hey, I'm interested in talking about, you know, this or that? How does that conversation go? What do you bring up if you're looking to, to have that interview? I am so happy you have asked me this because this is a question that so many of my clients and my colleagues' clients have asked that a couple of my colleagues actually wrote a book oh, really? about that. Wow. And it is the best book. And I'm just <laughs> I'm so excited because <laughs> um, I've contributed a little snippet to the book. Um, and it is called 100 Conversations for Career Success okay. by Laura Lebovich and Miriam Salpeter. Learn to network, cold call, and tweet your way to your dream job. It is fantastic. Every job seeker should have this book. Really, I don't get paid for telling people that. <laughs> I just it gave them a, you know, a, a quote. But um, really, it's, it's great because it answers those questions of, okay, so I've got this list of people, and I know this guy who works at you know, um, Oscar Mayer mm-hmm. in operations. And I want to work for, for that company. So what do I say when I pick up the phone to call this guy? Or, or should I write him an email or whatever? Um, the, the best thing to do is to pick up a copy of this book and, and look. They've really laid it out to show what to do in each one of those types of situations. Is it a person that you just know because he's friends with your dad? Is he an old college friend? Is this person, somebody you know very well. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you approach all of those different scenarios? Um, so this book would really help with that a lot. But to answer your question, what do you say? Um, I think the most important thing is to remember that it's an information gathering session. So, and your time is limited. Right. So what are your, what are your burning questions? You know, knowing that you've got to respect this person's time and they may only have 10 minutes to talk with you, what is the biggest question you have in terms of what the company's challenges are? You know, what do you really want to talk to them about? And then tell them. Say, Joe, I'm, I'm glad that um, we're golfing on the same team again this year, you know, if they're in golf together. Um, do you think it would be possible after we golf on Wednesday night if we could hang out at the club and I could ask you a couple of questions about your company's um, new acquisition of XYZ company? Okay. You know, have it be real specific. Well, actually, I wanted to say, you know, you mentioned Miriam Salpeter. We actually had her on our show within the last few weeks here. So uh, so that's a nice little connection there. So, uh, hopefully, Yeah, hopefully, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, hopefully people can check out that book, as you mentioned. Um, so now... Let's talk. We're we're in the uh, we're going into this informational interview. You know, the, your your friend or your colleague or even somebody you don't know necessarily agreed to it. What exactly are you asking them? And and I mean, how do you phrase things? Or are you pitching anything about yourself? I guess take us quickly into that conversation and, and maybe what it might sound like a little bit. That's a subject of a little bit of a debate. Oh, okay, um, good. Do I like you debate. pitch? <laughs> And it's it's a hard one to answer without knowing like a real specific situation for someone. Sure. But um, I have to say I'm in favor of a very very short 
bit of information about yourself. Okay. And I don't even like calling it a pitch necessarily because that gives me this kind of <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that. Right. But well, you hear the term elevator um, speech, you know, like a minute or two kind of thing, you know. Right. You know, I think it's good to just give a little bit about yourself, but to remember that it's really more about the other person. You're you're talking to them because you want their information. You right. want their perspective on their career or on their business or on the industry and what they think you should do. So I was actually, I was on um, a webinar, listening to a webinar um, where the Ask the Headhunter okay. guy, um, Nick, I can never pronounce his last name, <laughs> but anyway, um, he was talking about that and, and about when you do those types of um informational sessions with people to remember that it's it's important to be more interested in them sure um than to be interesting <laughs> to to kind of the Dale Carnegie how to win friends and influence people mm-hmm. concept and and I think that really is critical in um conducting these informational interviews so to to launch into a long elevator pitch about yourself and what you're all about, I think it's just going to leave a bad taste in your prospective target's mouth, really. And you don't want to come across as, you know, a network sales marketing person or <laughs> um, nothing against Mary Kay ladies. I actually was a Mary Kay lady for five years, believe it or not. But, <laughs> you know, I think you just don't want to come across in that stereotypical way of do something for me. Right. You, I, I'm right. desperate and I need a favor because people are going to get that kind of yucky feeling about it. And, and you want it to be a pleasant experience. You want it to be something where they're just helping Joe out because Joe is a friendly, happy-go-lucky guy. And, you know, he helped me move when I was in college and walked my dog when I was on vacation. And so, sure, I'll get together and tell you a couple of things about my company. Mm-hmm. The other thing you have to be considerate about is whether you would be putting somebody at risk for confidentiality. You you wouldn't you have to respect, you know, that that there are um things that your person that you want to interview may not be able to tell you. Right. And just to be sensitive that you're asking appropriate questions. When you when you um ask them to get together with you, you want to make it easy for them to say yes and not give them any reason to say no. So let's say I was going to ask my friend who is in HR at my target company to get together with me. What's the first thought that's going to cross her mind? Yeah, you're looking oh, I for hope a job. she's not going <laughs> to ask me for a job. Right, exactly. Right. So to put their mind at ease about that, you know, and, and I think a lot of job seekers are doing that these days, but then they don't actually follow through on that promise. You know, they'll say, I'm not looking for a job or I'm not hitting you up for a job. Right. But then that, what they talk about is how they need a new job or how they want this person to look at their resume and give their opinion. Really having a couple of targeted questions about, you know, whether the field is growing or retrenching or whether the state of the industry is healthy, whether certain places are on the upswing after the economic recession, 
all of those questions are are great. And I think to say that in your email, let's say you're sending an email, mm-hmm. and I could say, hi, Susie, it's been a while since I've seen you. I would love to get together and find out how the kids are doing. And I also have a couple of questions about what the state of your company is right now. I am looking to make a move in my career. Don't worry, I'm not hitting you up for a job. I'm not quite ready for an actual position yet. I'm just kind of exploring some things, Mm -hmm. and I would really like to get your perspective on what the industry is like right now. Right. And then make a couple of suggestions. You know, how is it going to be easiest for Susie to meet with me? Would it be better for me to go to her office? Or would that not be cool? If that's not cool, then say, okay, can I meet you for coffee? Or can I, you know, let's say we're our kids play baseball together. Then, you know, maybe we can chat at the next baseball game or, you know, whatever the situation may be to make it easier for them. If it's somebody that I don't know at all and I'm strictly looking for their professional expertise, mm-hmm. then perhaps it's easiest to find out where they hang. Do they go to meetings for the local branch of the American Marketing Association? You know, or what 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 associations are they in? Mm -hmm. What networking groups are they in? Um, You know, if you do a little investigating, it makes things a lot easier. Sure, and it's you know it's it's easier now. Right, right. It's easier now than ever to find that information too. I'm sure so. Yeah, and then, you know, once you find out, you can say if you're going to be at the next meeting or if if you have a, a few minutes after whatever event is coming up, I would love to speak with you about this particular topic. Just be very succinct, very professional, and very simple. Right. Don't ask for too much. Don't you know, ask for too little, though, either. You want to make sure that it's it's an intelligent-sounding topic and, and it's related to their field of expertise. And then after you have that little five-minute thing, if you're going to say, I want to talk to you for five minutes, keep it to five minutes, and then you can stay in touch. You know, can I connect with you on LinkedIn? Do you recommend any other people that I could talk to? Who else do you know that, you know, would be good for me to um, ask about this? Get some other connections from the little conversation that you have. It should be very little. I mean, don't don't expect to take this person to lunch the first time you want to sit down with them because mm-hmm. they don't trust you yet. And they, they're not going to want to take an entire hour of their day to have lunch or coffee with you if they don't really even know you yet. Sure. So... So once you have that little conversation, then you can say, oh, you know, this was really nice talking to you. I really appreciate you taking me, you know, giving me a little um, information about this. Would it be possible for me to meet with you again? Or um, will you be at the next meeting? Or just to find out when you can engage with them again. Well, Kristen, you know, we're getting a little low on time here, so I just wanted to give you um, you just sort of the floor, so to speak, and in terms of, you know, with the the people that are listening, especially those job seekers who are actively trying to find a way to, you know, stand out in a crowd or get all the information they can. I guess what is your your final message that you'd want to sort of express to those job seekers in, in terms of utilizing those informational interviews or what the real important aspects are? What would you point out to them? 
You know, I could talk about this all day, and I'm really <laughs> sad that we're almost out of time already because I, I, I feel like I've hardly scratched the surface. <laughs> um, but I really hope that I've given you and, and the listeners some some good information, and I would just encourage them all to, um, you know, Google informational interviewing. There's a ton of information out there that you can really put to work for you in your specific circumstance to come up with some some good ways of contacting the people that are are in your four quadrants of networking. Um, I'd encourage them to get Miriam and, and Laura's book and um, and to reach out to a coach if they're really struggling because sometimes this can be really hard, especially for people who are not necessarily extroverted. This mm-hmm. can be a really tough thing to do. So don't feel too bad if you're really struggling. Um, reach out to a coach or sometimes a great place to do some networking and informational interviewing without really feeling like you're doing it is um, to join a local networking group either through like meetup.com or Toastmasters International um, to really polish those pitches and speeches and and how you want to talk to people. Um, So just being involved in your community really is, is the best way to start practicing this concept. Another thing that I think is really critical is to not expect immediate results. Instant gratification does not happen in this world. It's an ongoing process, and it's something that you can start today and get pretty good results with, but it can also be a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when we were emailing before this conversation, you and one of your things that had said to tell a story about when this worked for a real person. Sure. And I'd like to just close with that really quickly. I actually have an old friend from high school that I've stayed in touch with over the years, and one of my clients was looking for a job. He, he's in IT. And he mentioned to me in one of our coaching sessions that one of his target companies was the very same place where my friend from high school worked. Okay. And so all I had to do was pick up the phone, and I said, hey, I, I have this client. I don't know if he would be right for your company or not. I really have no idea, but I really would just like to get some information about what your company is like and, you know, what you think of his resume. And, and I kind of did the informational interviewing for him. Okay. But still, sometimes when you build friendships and relationships like that, your friends will do stuff for you like mm-hmm. that. And sure enough, all it took was that one conversation to get the ball rolling. Um, my client uh, applied online as a formality, and then one of the his my friends friends from a different department called him, set up an interview, and he was hired in that other department within a couple of weeks. Oh wow, nice! Yeah, and and it's it's just because you know I've stayed in touch with this random person that happened to be you know I mean that's how the universe works sometimes, right? Yeah. So just you know always being nice and staying in people's minds. Doing social media is great. Staying in touch on Facebook is great. Also doing the old school stuff like calling people on their birthdays and, you know, sending them Christmas cards can go a long way too. So I think that is really where the whole informational interviewing process begins. Well, Kristen, you know, thanks for coming on and giving us some tips and advice. Uh, and obviously the, the real life example there, uh, you know, does give people hope or at least the, uh, the concrete idea that this sort of thing does work. So I uh, definitely appreciate you coming on and uh, maybe we'll talk again sometime. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Once again, that is our expert guest, Kristen Johnson, the owner of Profession Direction, LLC. Of course, we're always interested in hearing from you, the listener, as well. So please drop us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments or suggestions for Job Search Guide or any of our shows on localjobnetwork.com radio. 
Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. Thank you.